lucky with all that stuff since I moved here. So, oh, good. Uh, where you I'm in Texas. Uh, so, little place called Castroville, right outside of San Antonio. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, nice and quiet uh, for now. It's growing like crazy. So, we'll see. Um, all right. But, all right. So, um, and sales guy, sales guru. Um, you know, it's high. Is this uh, high ticket sales or what types of sales do you mostly specialize in? So in terms of the people that I coach. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so what I do is, is I run a uh, coaching academy, beautiful savage sales academy. So mm-hmm. I coach these sales reps in my entire career. I was primarily in technology sales, SaaS. So a lot of the clients that I work with uh, come from SaaS. Um, you know, people that work at Salesforce, Google, LinkedIn, you know, some other uh, large companies, a bunch of startups, you know, and I really help them. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Into Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder of First Class Business, and uh, coming here to you with a little bit of bronchitis. So, hope you appreciate the, uh, the lower voice. Um, you may need to adjust your bass setting today um, on your on your sound device. I've got Justin J. Johnson, Triple J, um, with me today on the show, and uh, he has a background in sales, which is one of the most important things that I believe you need as a visionary. Because who's going to listen to your vision? Who's going to care if you don't know how to put it out there and you don't want to talk about it and you, you don't know how to inspire people to follow you along that path? Um, so if you have a vision that's meant to be shared with the world, then you need to be listening to several different sources from a sales perspective. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're the best or the worst. There are things you can learn from salespeople out there that will either help you learn what to do or what not to do when it comes to sharing your vision. Um, so we'll bring on Justin in just a minute. Um, we we just barely got to meet right before the show, by the way. So we are coming to you super raw and authentic today. Um, we're going to be diving into questions that um, I wouldn't normally ask somebody the very first time I met them. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see how that goes. And of course, as always, we're going to make sure that we dive deep into his credentials, what he's done, where his background, and and uh, you know, I'm going to ultimately show you today how to interview a salesperson. Um, so how I do it at least uh, for, for my businesses. So Icon Maker Live, sponsor, IconMakerLive.com. Fantastic program. I've talked about it on uh, all past shows over the last week and a half. I absolutely love what they do with this event. I've been to more than 50 business expos. Uh, this was my favorite event. I've been to over 500 different, probably closer to more than 1,000 um, webinars, um, meetings with with business networking meetings and things like that once again <clears throat> i would i would deem this one uh takes a cake it was phenomenal what tom cheryl and danella did to pull this conference together having never done a conference before it, that doesn't even matter even if they had done it for years this was phenomenal you can see the studio right there on the screen as well with all the different uh camera angles that we were able to, to capture the show notes on one side, the comments on the other. This is called Sage Studios out of Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I highly recommend looking it up. It's a $1.5 million 
uh, setup for broadcasting virtual events with several breakout rooms there and, and uh, very comfortable for the 20 people that we had live in attendance. Uh, I share again, all of this with you as visionaries because you probably have events that you want to do. You probably have um, desires to build a brand that is profitable in their case, they help people build seven and eight figure brands. That's the only goals that they have is to make sure that people are super profitable, can enjoy the process of creating impact while also driving wealth for your lives. So um, very impressed with who they are. I hope you, you enjoy the, the opportunity to follow each one of them. In addition to that, we have Capshow, C-A-P-S-H-O.com. Capshow has been recognized by Digital Marketer as the number one AI software for generating content for podcasters. And it goes far beyond that. We can take any type of audio or video file, upload it to Capshow. And now I would take an audio or video file of you teaching a core concept or sharing your vision in a way that gives people structure, you know, like the 10 steps to do X, Y, or Z, the uh, three most important things to know before you build a sustainable garden in your backyard, whatever your expertise is, whatever it is that you want to give to the world, upload that audio and video or video to Capshow. And what's really cool is then you just click buttons to get all the content created that you need from a written perspective. You know, if you sit there trying to write content out by yourself, you're doing yourself a massive disfavor with ChatGPT and other resources that can help you do that. But Capshow streamlines the process. And what I would say is go ahead and use the, uh, the two to three free trial credits that you have available, upload the content and just click as fast as you can on each of those buttons. That way you can produce as much content for yourself. And then what you can do is you can go back and read it and see, is this a line? Does this align with what I said? Um, does this capture the right segments for my brand? Does it create the right types of blog articles, LinkedIn articles that just make it easy for me to then copy and paste this onto the different social media sites or hand it off to a social media strategist who then has content to work with to represent your brand as well as possible because it's all being pulled from your direct messaging. So Capture.com, I'm a huge fan of it. Check it out. And last, but of course not least, in fact, I would say probably my favorite, The Water Project. Go check out The Water Project and see what they're up to as far as helping people find access to clean drinking water. Um, where they're not having to walk miles and miles to get to it. And many of these villages have to walk miles and miles just to get to unsanitary drinking water, um, let alone uh, having access to an actual well or an actual sand dam that, that creates water for them. So I, I love this project. I love what they do. I hope you get the chance to take a look at it and see what communities you can impact. And, you know, it doesn't even if you feel embarrassed to give a dollar, do it anyway overcome that sense of self-pride because that's really what it is that holds us back when we feel that sense of like man I, I should be able to give more but i can't don't don't devalue your efforts to give back get out there help people bless people's lives every little bit counts um every drop of water will count to those people i guarantee it so without further ado we've got justin j johnson um hi if you could pull up the beautiful savage cell system.com website while while we talk about as we get ready to introduce justin one of the things that, that strikes me at the bottom is the companies that he's helped from Google to Salesforce to Cisco, ADP, Zendesk, uh, Amazon, LinkedIn. There's a lot. There's a lot of really high quality brands down there. So I'm, I'm excited to hear his perspective on sales, how he's helped those brands individually and explore his vision at large. So without further ado, Justin J. Johnson, thanks for being my guest on the show, man. Welcome to Vision Pros. Abraham. Oh, well, let's let's get yeah. there. There we go. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. 
appreciate the intro. Absolutely. And we're going to, we're going to give some grace too to Jaime and, and say a little, little silent prayer or a thought for him. Uh, they're in the middle of a hailstorm um, in Colombia right now. And we could hear the hail. I could hear it through the, his, his uh, noise cancellation microphone. And he said they're doing just fine, but there might be a little bit of delay with his connection at times. Um, so just wanted to give you a, a heads up on that, Justin. So do you go by Justin J, Triple J or just Justin? Uh, what, what do you go by? It's really player's choice. Um, you know, player's choice. Friends growing up, Justin J, college friends, Triple J, you know, my wife, Justin, you know, when I'm in trouble with my parents still to this day, Justin J. <coughs> yeah, awesome. All right. Cool. I like that. Um, you are, are versatile um, and, uh, and open-minded. So, Justin, tell me then, who should be listening to this podcast right now? Why should they listen to you and your expertise? And, and what are they going to get out of today's show, do you think? You know, if, if there's a reason to listen to me, uh, it's because I've learned through adversity and things that I've been through what it takes to be a high-performance individual. And I've been fortunate enough to apply it to the world of sales and coach hundreds of people through the years now, through my you know, 15 year career. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had a great run, you know, uh, to give you a little bit of the, the highlights of my background. I was a number one rep at Salesforce, four different roles. I, um, became a head wow. of sales. You know, became a head of sales at tech startup at you know, 25 years old, helped scale that company to a nine figure exit, uh, ran sales, helped run sales, uh, at a couple other startups, helped them grow became a chief revenue officer near the age of 33 was named one of the top CROs to watch in tech by the age of 34. And I retired from the corporate game, uh, 34 and I'm, you know, coaching people that's launching the beautiful savage sales Academy. Happy to tell you about that. I'm writing a book, but yeah, I'm in a mission to impact a hundred thousand salespeople's lives. Um, and you know, if, if, if there's people listening here, or that want to figure out, hey, how do I take my game up a level? Most of the time, they're focusing on the wrong area. And uh, a lot of what I teach is helping them get focused on um, what I like to call the, the tripod for success. So, and uh, if nothing else, maybe they'll get entertained. I don't know. <laughs> right. Got you. That's fair. Um, I'm going to dive in a little bit to the, the Salesforce story. Um, you know, and I know this is getting fairly analytical, but, um, I just, I, I love context. It helps me feel centered. Um, you know, it helps me, uh, mm -hmm. gain appreciation for where, um, where you're at. So you mentioned number one, um, for their company and the, the LinkedIn profile shows you were there for, for two years, um, from corporate sales representative to account executive. Were you there for two years or were you there for longer? I boomeranged. So I left there, ran sales as a startup. Then went back and sold the enterprise. Gotcha. So do you remember the years, more or less? Um, I was gone for, like, I was there for, you know, two years, gone for, you know, two years or so, then there for another two or three years, something like that. Okay, cool. Um, so you did have a, a gap there, um, mm -hmm. and, then, and then a comeback. And the, what is, what is one of the other um, 
companies that you uh, did sales for that also saw mom like momentous growth? Because again, I I'm just impressed with your track record for Meraki. Uh, I think that's the name of the, the company. Um, yeah. Another brand. Uh, it's like one of those names where you're like, man, I see that too often to not know what it is, right? Um, but Zendesk, ADP, tell me about some of those brands. Yeah, so if any, if anyone's familiar with Zendesk, you know, there's a solution that they have called Zendesk Cell. That's their CRM. Uh -huh. That was formerly known as Base CRM. And that was the organization uh, that I that I led sales for and helped scale. Gotcha. And how long were you there? Uh, two years. Two years as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you were named the top CRO to watch by what brand or what entity? One, one of the top CROs. I have to say there's a lot of, I was humbled and honored to be even included on the list. Um, but I was one of the top and it was by, by Pavilion, which is a well-known community uh, within the, the, the tech ecosystem. So, Okay. Excellent. That just helps us provide some context. We'll provide that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah. You know, that way people have the, the reference point. Um, thanks for letting me drag you through that a little bit. Um, so in terms of uh, sales background, it, there's a couple of two-year jumps. Um, do you, have you had a tendency to jump every two to three years to the next vision, which is, by the way, my track record looks like that. Um, I've, I've built a lot of different things, um, worked with a lot of different companies as well. So I don't call you out saying, Hey, he can't last, but more so just like what, what led to those jumps and, um, you know, tell us about your, your journey a little bit. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I've always struggled with from my adversities, I guess to take a step back, I've always felt uh, like a little bit of an outcast. I was like a misfit. And that stems from uh, when I was 10 years old. I got into a near-death accident, a snowmobile accident, and I had a one in 10 chance of living. So my throat, my esophagus, my trachea, my larynx, my vocal cords, all of those were crushed as a 10-year-old. And you know, they told me I'd never talk again. So imagine being 10 years old, practicing sign language in the hospital at night. Um, my vocal cords still don't work. My voice comes from scar tissue. So that's why, you know, I have this voice. You know, they told me I may never eat again. I had a feeding tube for a year. Plus, I had a trach for two years. So I was breathing out of a plastic tube for a couple of years. You know, 34 surgeries later, you know, it was a, it was a hell of a journey um, for me. And I, I never really felt like I, like I fit in. And, and when I was younger... I saw that as almost like a curse because I just wanted to be quote unquote normal. Yeah. And then as I got older and I achieved success, what I realized is, you know, that day that I got in that accident, it's one of the best days of my life because it gave me this level of perspective that if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't get. And that perspective is very simple. Every single one of us is dying. And it's something that we all know. And we only got one shot of this thing called life. Even if you believe in reincarnation, you only got one shot of this life. And everyone knows that, mm. but they don't internalize that most people until it's too late. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was blessed as a 10 year old by getting punched in the face by death. 
and facing it head on. Luckily, I pulled through. But it gave me this level of insight to say, I can't waste this thing that I got. And so every time I got really comfortable, I knew I was doing my, my, my career, my life, my soul a disservice because you know, nothing big happens by playing small and playing safe. So going to your question, long-winded answer, that feeds into my mental approach and my really my mission in life my North Star, which is you know, when it's my time to go, hopefully many moons from now, right? Right. All I want to do is look back and say, I gave it all I had. And wherever I land, I land. Yeah. But I don't want to look back and say, what if? So that includes taking risks. That includes making jumps. That includes taking on roles before you know, I'm quote unquote ready. That includes leaving corporate America as a chief revenue officer after being named one of the top zeros in tech to pursue this entrepreneurial vision that I have. All of it is tied towards that mission of just dying with a gas tank on empty. And it's that simple for me. I love it. And I'm, I'm just letting you go because I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to eat this up. I'm just going to sit in here and enjoy this because, uh, what a, what a blessing, what a powerful perspective, um, to, to, um, to personal friends, uh, people important to me come to mind. Um, one is my son. Uh, my son Emerson has a rasp in his voice, um, because of, uh, a very scary thing that happened to him um, at, two, at two months old. Um, you know, he started dry heaving um, like crazy and he had a, a little gross defect um, where the, the little flap wasn't covering his esophagus, his, his mm -hmm. lungs. And he had um, indigestion. Um, so stomach acid was going into his, into his lungs and it, causing him to dry heave. Um, and it took a infant speech pathologist to figure that out. Um, so several scary doctor appointments of not knowing why our, our son for uh, weeks wasn't able to, uh, to breathe properly. And, and uh, we thought we were going to lose him. Um, and so that, that rasp, I think, has a lot to do um, with what occurred there. And I hope that he has uh, been able to instill a sense of confidence in himself and understand his value. One of the other great people that I know named John Comstock. He's the known as the 13th man um, with uh, when the bonfire at, at Aggieland fell over. Um, you know, he was one of the people that was hurt and burned and scarred from that. When he shares his story, he talks about how uh, he used to hate that people would look at him, um, you know, and, and then he it dawned on him. He had this perspective change of, well, wait a second. You know what? I am extraordinary. I am different. Um, you know, they, they should want to look at me. And he had this powerful mindset shift that I hear you representing. And, uh, dude, I just, I just want to say brother to brother. I love you, man. And I appreciate that you're, you're living it to the fullest. I, I appreciate it. How old your son? He is nine, nine. Well, uh, if he ever wants to chat, let me know. Um, I know what that's like being someone who, you know, when I was 10 after my accident, my voice was way raspier than this. And I dealt with insecurity <laughs> a long time and kids can be cruel. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, 
but once I once I got through that, everything changed. You know, it's powerful. And I that flap, I, I know that flap issue. I had that too. Oh well, you do. Well, I will. I'll keep that in mind. Um, I'm a yeah. big believer that uh, again for all you listening, that it takes a village. Um, you know, to raise to raise a kid. Um, you know, and I do my best, but I'm always looking for what mentor can inspire, can can come in at a different angle. So I appreciate you, bro, a lot. Um, and let's dive in for those listening as well. Um, we'll we'll jump right into what's your vision for those that you serve, Justin? What do you hope to see them achieve? In 30 seconds or less, it's not helping them make more money. That's the easy part, helping you get commissions, get promoted. Yeah, that's the easy part. My goal with anyone that I work with is that five years from now, your life is fundamentally in a better place. So you know, that's not just your career, that's your finances, that's your relationships, that's your body, your health and vitality, your spirituality. All of these things are improved. And the, ve the vehicle of sales is the mechanism that's leveraged to help you get there. I love that. My, uh, one of my favorite quotes from a good friend of mine named Gage when I was going through divorce um, for good reasons. Uh, he told me, he said, Jackson, you, you can't watch a tree grow. It doesn't happen that way. Um, you know, and, and he was referring to my efforts to, uh, to resolve things, to fix things. Um, and, and some people not necessarily sharing the perspective of being able to recognize the changes. And he's like, dude, you're, he's like, you're doing everything you can. Um, you know, and it's going to take years of development for, um, you know, the cultivation to be appreciated by, by others. Um, yeah. but, uh, it's, that's cool that you, you map it out based on that five years. I appreciate that. So, um, let's shift gears completely. What's your worst business experience ever? Is this my personal? I have a feeling it's not as hard as the personal, uh, adversities yeah. you've gone through. <laughs> I mean, when you've been through hell and back, everything else is a cakewalk. Yep. That's what I love to say. You know, but, but do you mean my, my worst personal business experience or experience so. that working in sales? Um, either one is fine. The goal is for those listening who've been through similar or gone through something similar, um, you know, just kind of give them a little bit of a vision of, of what occurred, how you might have handled it, you know, that situation action result type of situation. So feel free to go either way. Yeah. I mean, very recently, I ran into a situation where I was uh, working with someone um, you know, to uh, become a client. And what I realized is this wasn't the, the right person for my profile. And I still pursued them anyways. And it, did, it, it wasn't, I shouldn't have done that. And it was a bad experience for them. It was a bad experience for me. But I was, as a new entrepreneur, I'm like, hey, I'm just getting scrappy. Yeah. And it, it blew up in my face a little bit. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a really big wake-up call, a really big wake-up call to make sure that I get crystal clear on, like, who I serve and, most importantly, like, who I don't serve so that I'm focused there, you know, because you know, my journey as an entrepreneur is, you know, I'm new on the journey. So if there's people watching that are, few years in, you know, I'm not there yet. This answer to this question might be very different a year from now. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was something that was a big wake up call for me. I'm just getting focused on who I should be serving and who I shouldn't. Absolutely. Um, and, and so 
if you uh, if you're listening to this, it could be helpful to create a list of the Big Tens of the Big Ten do who who you want to work with, and the Big Ten of what disqualifies somebody. Um, that's a good starting point. If you haven't done that exercise, I do highly recommend it. It's also great advice for a relationship in general. Um, so well, well said on that. And uh, thanks for being vulnerable with it. The um, what's your best experience in business, Ben? I love helping people. There's nothing that makes me feel more alive than seeing someone succeed, helping someone break through a barrier, whether that's closing the largest deal of their life, get promoted, land their dream job, have a better relationship with their spouse. Because believe it or not, that's one of the things. I'm not a, a marriage counselor, but one of the principles that I that I teach people um, impacts their personal life. So for, for context here, what I teach people is how to master the three C's. And the three C's are how to master your conscience, master your craft, and master your career. So what I said earlier on the podcast, mentioning most salespeople focus on the wrong area because when they come to me for coaching, and they say, hey, I need to be better at handling objections. I need to be better at closing. I need to be better at negotiation. It's very tactical, right? Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. There's skills and assets you need to learn to do that. Right. But that, but usually there's much bigger problems related to their, their mindset, their psychology. Because if your mind is in the right place, everything else falls into place. So... I work with them on getting aligned on what their purpose is, getting clear on like where they're at, current state, in all areas of their life, not just their career, because it doesn't matter how much money you make, it doesn't matter what your title is. If you're not enjoying life, your life sucks, right? So what I work with people on is, how do you improve in all areas of your life and leverage the, the career as the vehicle? So when I see people that come to me and I say, hey, how are you showing up today? 10, that's the best day of your life. One, you know, it's the worst day of your life. And, you know, they start working with me and they're like, I'm at like a two or three. And they're really in a dark place. And then after 30 days of working together, you know, they're showing up like a seven or eight. And I could just tell their energy is different, right? And we haven't even gotten the sales coaching yet, right? That's the fun part. Right. And just seeing those breakthroughs happen and the dots connect, seeing the light bulbs happen in moments. It's so rewarding. I, I love it so much. Oh, that's awesome, man. It, it is. It's, and it's funny how much <clears throat> it, the mindset, um, you know, the, the tone, the cadence, you know, is, is all uh, really tone cadence and your ability to act according to your career is amplified or it's also crushed by your ability to control your mindset, right? Your, your consciousness. So I love that, that you you focus in on that. Um, you also strike me as somebody who lives in the moment of the journey. Like you're appreciating the journey itself, um, you know, rather than looking at that destination. What, what I heard you say was about, you know, whenever your time comes, right? Many moons from now, um, you know, that you just want to know that you, you gave it your all, you gave it your best, you, you maximized the opportunity. And, and if you're listening to this right now, and that's something that you're putting off. Consider the mechanisms, the opportunities you can put in place to live in the moment now, um, you know, to, to seize the day, 
so to speak, even if that means turning this podcast off and going for a walk, um, you know, and, and getting out there and, and looking at looking at the clouds, looking at the trees, realizing how they they affect you on a daily basis. Those little things can matter. Um, I don't know if you all heard the bell, but I had a little bell go off just now. Um, it's not something I share with people, but it is one of my tokens. Um, it's my prayer bell and I don't miss it uh, because I have it, you know, otherwise I would. Um, but it reminds me to be grateful. Um, you know, it reminds me to, oh yeah, you know, the most important thing in life for me, uh, my yeah. connection to my God, like I, I need to make sure that that happens. And, um, so there, there's things that you can do to empower yourself, to work on your consciousness one of the greatest things that you can do is, is have a mentor like Jay, like, like Justin Jay, who is aware, right. Is that's his primary focus is to make sure that that happens. Um, and yes, I do agree. That can be a huge thing. So let's dive into one more powerful lesson. What's another powerful lesson that visionaries can learn from your experience so far, um, as a, as a business owner or from uh, your path that led you to start the company? I'll, I'll give. Do you mind if I give two? Of course, man. No, not at all. Anybody mind? If you mind, tell tell us in the comments. But yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Let's hit it. Let's hit both. The first is wrapping your head around what you fundamentally do with your business or in sales, because if you don't have sales, you don't have a business, right? Because if you don't have sales, you don't have customers. That's right. And this is one of the things that I coach people on if they're struggling. What a lot of people struggle to do in sales is they don't grasp what they're doing and they think, oh, and when I'm selling, I'm trying to convince them to work with me, you know, and sell them on the value of working with me, right? Which is fair to think that way. But the reality is if you up-level your thinking, what we do, you know, when I say this tongue-in-cheek in sales is, is we do God's work. And what I mean by that is we help people. Your job in sales is to help people at the end of the day, nothing more, nothing less. Now, there's been some bad characters in this profession that, of course, have put a bad taste in people's mouth, just like in any profession. But a salesperson's job fundamentally is to help make someone else's life better. And I'll give you an example of how I explain this to people. You know, let's say you know, you're meeting with someone and they have stage four cancer and they don't have much time left. And you have this wonder drug that just came out that you know will fix them, right? And you're working with them and they're like, no, not interested, right? But like, this is a loved one of yours, you know, a friend or family or whatever. You know, what are you going to do to save their life? You're going to do whatever it takes. You, you don't care what they say. I'll duct tape you to the bed and force <laughs> you to take the pill. And I don't care if you hate me in the process because saving your life is way more important than this discomfort that we have right now. Yep. So think about a sales. If you're struggling with the discomfort of interrupting someone's day, cold calling them, overcoming objection, challenging their point of view on something, it's because you're not connecting the dots in your own head that you're really there to help them. And this adversity that you're facing, this discomfort intention that's in the selling motion 
is the required mechanism for you to get to the end destination, which is helping your life be better. So you've got to grasp that. And if you don't grasp that, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. That's the first thing. Second thing, this actually hits to one of the things that you, was you called out earlier. Um, you mentioned, you know, I am, I'm present. I enjoy every day. The reality is, um, the reality is I, I haven't always been like that. Um, I've been blessed with the adversity. So that gave me perspective on, okay, I can't waste this thing called life. So that made me extremely hungry and driven to achieve more. But in doing so, I suffered from the achiever's curse, which is if I set 10 goals and I achieve nine of them, I'm not happy about the nine. I'm pissed off about the one that I didn't do. Right now, not all goals are created equal, of course, but now I've learned and I make it a priority to celebrate the micro victories along the way because the journey is the destination. So starting a business, because I have that mindset already ingrained in me in alignment with my identity, it's actually one of my core values to enjoy. If I just have a good call or if I update my newsletter or if I put out a piece of content, you know, I, you know, I, I respond to emails in a timely fashion. Those are micro wins that I celebrate. So then I enjoy myself. Because otherwise, you're just going to only celebrate, oh, we got new clients, we got more dollars in the door. And if that's the case, your identity is 100% attached to uh, the scoreboard, right? And that's not what success is. Success is enjoying this thing, right? And regardless of how much money is in your bank account, it's enjoying the journey. So that's be some advice that I share with people um, in my coaching that you would, would definitely apply to people that entrepreneurs. I love that. And so you associated the, uh, the reality that there's people who identify, who, whether they mean to or not, they place their identity in correlation with their scoreboard. And there's also people who place their identity, um, as intertwined with their role. Um, you probably know what book I pulled that from. Um, and what would you define a person's identity as, Justin? My identity is what's aligned with my core beliefs and my core values, in other words, and my principles, however you want to word it. But these are the things that I align my belief system to. That's my identity. Um, my my so like my identity aligning with my core values is execute evolve uh, execute evolve enjoy execute means I control it's one hundred percent my control evolve means I aim to get a little bit better every day in all areas of my life nice. and enjoy means I enjoy the journey and those are the things that I care about because that's my identity and I use that to hold myself accountable to make sure I'm doing the right things every day. You know, I do that to make sure that um, I'm having fun along the way and we're making the most of this thing being grateful. So that, that's how I think about identity at least. I like it. It, it aligns with the idea of, of being the virtue, um, you know, and you know, like, like some people believe in becoming, being love, um, you know, and, and uh, 
I, I'm a big fan of the book. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar um, by David Sandler. Yeah, I know Sandler very well. Yep. And that first chapter, man, it, I wish people would read it regularly, often, because he talks about that identity versus role concept that you just talked about with identity versus scoreboard. And when you, again, when you lose sight of your true identity and you become associated with the outcomes, um, you know, or with the, the thing that you're supposed to accomplish, then all of a sudden you, you lose sight of your own value. Whereas recognizing our identity is our intrinsic value. Like we, we are inherently valuable. We're, we're so valuable. You can't put a quantification on our value and we should yeah. never lose sight of that. Um, you know, and in my case, um, you know, that would, that would me be defined as the son of God as a role still, like I got to be careful with that of realizing like, okay, that's still a part of who I am or it's what I do as well. But my identity is intrinsic in nature. I am just valuable because I exist. Um, and that same concept, um, I believe applies to every single human being on the planet. Um, and, uh, then like you said, being able to live in the moment, appreciate the journey. One thing that I love that you, you celebrating the victories, like the little victories, and <clears throat> you talked about this magic pill. Um, I would add, I get to add nuance. That's what's fun about my role. You get to do the hard part of defining the answer to the question. And then I just get to come in and color commentate. Um, so those of you listening um, know that I'm building off of what Justin Jay just shared with us. And that magic pill, if you're in a sales position where you can't feel that, where you don't feel like you're representing the magic pill that can save lives, um, where you're uh, putting something in front of people and you don't believe in it, do yourself a favor, find your belief and why it's valuable or find your way out because you're ultimately um, in, a, in, a, in a small respect, selling your soul. Um, and you're, you're pushing something onto people that's not in their best interest. And that is going to play with your mind in disastrous ways, as well as your heart. Um, and it's going to hold you. You might be able to harden your heart and cloud your mind enough to get by with it. That's not what life's about. Life's about caring about what you do and the impact that you make on others, in my humble opinion. Um, and when you do that, there's just, there's just a depth of, of success that comes that, that no scoreboard can quantify either. Um, it's just a feeling, um, that, that you get to love and embrace and you get to sleep peacefully. Um, so if you have a company and you have a service or a product and you're trying to, again, that doesn't mean abandon it. My first step of advice was explore it. How is it helping people? Right. Is it, is it changing? Um, is it creating a quantifiable change? or a change that you can feel in your heart that matters for people. Um, and if, if that lines in your heart and your mind, then, then stick with it. Keep refining it. Keep figuring out how to, how to represent as well as you can. But if you can't, if you can't with conviction, drive people towards the discomfort of making change in their lives, then you're, you're probably missing out on making the type of impact that you could. Um, so thanks for driving me to that, Justin Jay. And uh, you know what, <clears throat> what else would you like to add today? I would say, you know, I, I call my my coaching program uh, Beautiful Savage Sales Academy because you know, it's for common for people to know, hey, you, you got to have a little bit of that killer instinct to be like really good in sales. You know, that, that's very common there. But you know, one of the things that people don't think about is, look, mercenaries don't scale. So what I work with people on is you know, how to help them unleash their inner savage 
because everyone's got one. And but also help help them understand what it's like to you know, have a beautiful soul in the process. And everyone's got it, and it's figuring out. But the thing to know is the reason I called the tripod earlier is if you master your craft, meaning you become a great salesperson, but you don't get your head right, the tripod falls over. You need all three legs to be standing for the tripod uh, to work. So that's why you got to work on all threes. And another thing is you might be great at sales, but you may not know how to play the game. Right? If you're in corporate America or starting a business, like there's, there's rules to this game. You got to learn them. I know how to play them. Otherwise you're going to get played. Hmm. So that's what I, that's what I work with people on. Um, and, and everyone can do it. Whether they leverage me or you know someone else, but it's, it's really fun when, when people realize that. I love that, man. Well, thank you for an incredibly holistic interview. Uh, those of you listening, we'd love to hear in the comments, uh, what your, what your thoughts are, what you're working on, what, what magic pill, um, are you sharing with the world to help people? And uh, if you have any questions for us, um, feel free to hit us in a comment. I know Justin Jay is just as likely to respond as, as I am, um, as well as my team to make sure you're well taken care of. Um, you can reach out to Justin Jay on LinkedIn as well. Um, that's where, uh, where him and I have connected. Um, and uh, you can also um, check the show notes uh, for Vision Pros. Um, Justin, I'd love to have you back someday on the show. I'd, I'd love to dive in deeper to the concepts of, uh, consciousness, craft and career, uh, to help people further. But in the meantime, everybody who's listening, that masterclass that we just showcased, uh, feel free to go sign up, sign up to that and see how he can, he can help rock your brand and, and move you forward the same way he did for Salesforce and others. And thank you for being here, my friend. Yeah. It's, thank you so much for having me. It was I love the conversation. I love the, the depth to it. So thank you for having me. And then if anyone wants to join the free live masterclass that I'm hosting tomorrow, um, the link to it is right on my LinkedIn profile. So, um, awesome. Yeah. And that's, so that is live. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So I'll drop it right there too in the comments so that you guys have it and, uh, everybody have a fantastic rest of your day. Justin, I'll see you right after we wrap up here. All right. Thank you. All right. It looks like I lost Jaime. <laughs> that happened. So uh, where are we? I should have been ready for this. Here we go, guys. Three, two, one. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out your vision and becoming a Vision Pro yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.